I can make a fake snake. You do not pee in the pool. You do you, you, you not pee in Tim Duncan. All of myself is clean. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 30 of the Hard Mark Podcast. I know everybody's been waiting with bated breath for this one. This is a show, in case you've never heard it before, where I, Eric Donaldson, a wrestling fan of over 30 years, introduce one match per episode to my co-host, Ryan Murphy, who has never watched wrestling. We talk about the backstory, we watch the match, Ryan attempts to predict the winner, and then we rank that match on our ever-growing list. So the purpose of this show is twofold. First, to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches, and secondly, as a window into the mind of my co-host, he is the man of a thousand compliments, the soul skater, the mater d' of Matt Drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, the rabbi of root beer, Ryan Deathmatch Murphy. How's, how's it going, Ryan? <laughs> it's a good. I like the. I like the last one. The, it just keeps coming. Like, uh, but yeah, Rabbi of root beer. Like that. It's true. That's Have nice. you given any more thought to our root beer experiment from last episode? I think the wrong root beers were chosen. That's you said Dad's was fine. You said Dad's was. A I good... don't think it's your fault. You went out and bought the root beer, like on your. You you know. So, but I do think it's a Bargs or A and W type of, and. Your perception of like root beer, like it's not wrong. I think a lot of people feel that way, but I, it's like my favorite. So, like, I don't know, like, I can go. It's your favorite soda? I think so. Yeah. I think it's probably my favorite. Like, I think I'm like, a Sprite man. I like Sprite too. Sprite's good. One. Yeah. 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 But, but, no, no caffeine. I don't go like I've I've never felt like a caffeine thing from like any soda. Just True. coffee. Like, yeah, I guess I'm the I'm the yeah. same way. But uh, here here we are. Enough about root beer. We're we are here to talk about the future, and in the immediate future, we are going to embark on our legendary episode thirty. This is one that you've been waiting for for nearly our entire run of episodes so far, Ryan. Yeah, way back. In fact, let me just double check here. So I remember very specifically which episode it is that we talked about um, the deathmatch topic. That was the Shield versus the Wyatt family because John, or well, Dean Ambrose, a member of the Shield, he uh, we talked about his deathmatch history. So that was way back in episode seven. So back in episode seven, you asked me to watch to you know introduce you to a deathmatch episode, and I told you, yeah, eventually we'll get there. Eventually, well, today's the day. Yeah, I mean that seems like. <laughs> I feel like it was never going to come, to be honest. Was like, <laughs> I wasn't sure this day was actually going to arrive. But, yeah, uh, or if you were just going to quit before the day came. I or... mean, I'm, I'm, I do that there, occasionally. There yeah, were a yeah. few episodes where I think you were on the verge of just saying, I'm not doing this anymore. Deathmatch or no, it's not worth it. Which one? I don't know. 20, the one where you sweated out of your eyes, maybe. Oh, I'm not sure. That, uh, was that 20? That was 20. That was 20, yeah. Yes. That, I mean, that's a third. We've been through, this is a third more than we were. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like your math science is checking out. 
And just to clarify, in case anyone's like, what the fuck is going on with these guys? So just because we wanted to do something special. It's episode 30. We've been talking about this episode for so long already. We wanted to like figure out a way. How can we kind of differentiate this from what we normally do? So Ryan and myself are enjoying some beverages. Uh, we usually do, but we're going to be enjoying some more beverage than we ordinarily would. It's more. It's a little bit more. Yeah. So Ryan is working on his third uh, drink, third portion of tequila at the moment uh we had some shots uh what is what is the brand just as a quick shout out we're having camarena it's good it's good familia camarena tequila i Jalisco, mexico it looks like such a bland bottle like you just might never pick it up but like you picked it up and it's not bad like it's actually like a decent i would get it again yeah for for the price i actually would get that yeah like it's not like outrageous and It's not shit like that. That was a good pick. That was a good pick. So I'm going to try for my like Ryan's. You're the talent. You can do whatever it is that you want. Mm. You know, if Johnny Depp shows up on the set of Pirates of the Caribbean and he's fucking three sheets to the wind. Who's going to say anything to Johnny Depp? Nobody. Uh, so, Ryan, you're welcome to do whatever you need to do to kind of get yourself prepared. You, like keep drinking. I'm, I'm not peer pressuring you. Into, you do what you think you need to do. For me, I'm also going to be drinking, but I also have to manage the recording. I have to manage kind of setting up the clips. So I might rein myself in a little bit, but I am working on my second drink of tequila as we speak right now. But uh, we'll, we'll try and make this fun, uh, have some frivolity, uh, really just kind of make this a big celebration of all things hard mark here today. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, especially the freedom. To- <laughs> <laughs> There's anything that you love, it's freedom. These glasses too, like... Shit. Yes, my wife uh, Great choice. set us up with some <laughs> nice martini glasses. This is like some Mad Men yeah. shit. It's nice. It was a good choice. I, yeah. yeah. Feel good about Do this. Do people usually put the entire lime, though, in the in the margarita? I feel like... So here's... Okay. Okay. When I do margaritas... Yes. I don't like, like a lot of mixer. Mm-hmm. It's very sugar. I'm not... I don't like a lot of sweets. Uh, so I just like... If I can just do tequila and lime, like, that's, that's what I... That's but you, but you toss the entire. I toss like, the lime. For me, I squeeze the lime and then yeah. I put the 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 lime skin. I don't see why not. Like, why don't you just toss the rest of the lime in well, there? Well, I mean, no one washed that lime. We don't know who touched that lime before you put it in your drink right well, now. Well, the alcohol should kill like a bacteria. <laughs> like. Is that is that what Greta's been telling you now that she's been in nursing school? Greta, I mean. <laughs> this is something I came with up with on my own. Like, right? You know. Um, okay, this is a Ryan theory. Yes, this is a <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I'll but go with that. I feel comfortable with it. Uh, sure. I yeah. mean, what do they swab your arm with before they give you a I shot? Feel, I feel alcohol. Great. Yeah, right. I'm sure you do feel pretty good. There's just COVID like floating around. <laughs> it's like it's it's a flavor enhancer. Yeah. I'm sure. In time, we'll find that out. Uh, before we get into our death match itself, which again. It feels a little surreal that we're actually doing this episode now. But I did have a couple, I don't know, we'll see how, how many things that we, we talk about beforehand. But I did have a question for you that, I don't know, I guess it sort of ties in with the, the subject of, of death matches. Uh, so, and also it ties in with the subject of Greta, who I just name dropped a little bit ago, your, your lovely significant other. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you had to kill someone, Ryan. So, like, whatever scenario you want to imagine in your head where this is a necessity now. Maybe Greta's life is in danger unless you take action. Mm-hmm. You have the freedom to, to do it any way that you feel is necessary or that you would want to. How would 
you kill someone if you if you needed to. Let's say you have time to a, plan. <laughs> Let's say you have time to plan. Like someone I knew that you were going to start adding all these quantifiers, so I think I'm mentally prepared for all these questions you're going to hit me with, so go for it. Well, I'm just like, I mean, I have to kill someone. Like, what? Yes. what like, what is the... Greta's life is in danger. To save her, I have to kill someone? Uh, this person's going to kill Greta unless you kill them. And I'm upset by this. <laughs> Do you tell me? Like, I mean... You- like, like, it's not like... It's like... I fucking I fucking hate this. But I want to like fuck them up, like or they're going to kill Greta. Well, like there's two different scenarios, Eric. Like, it's not like, a crime of passion. So let me let me put it to you. Like here's the scenario in fall, okay? Because I did again. I gave this thought because I was like, okay, Ryan's gonna like take this into a weird direction. So I'm I'm ready for this weird direction. A genie shows up one day, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, in one year, Ryan, in one year's time, this man. And he pulls up like a holograph, like Minority Report. He's like, this man is going to kill Greta unless you intervene and you kill them. Okay. Like, you can't even, like, they cannot be in a coma. Like, you have to kill them. Like, if they are alive, then they will somehow figure out a way to kill Greta in a year. So, what? So so you have a year to plan. Like, is he a sneaky fucking guy? Like <laughs> He's just a regular guy. So, so if you don't take any action, somehow he's gonna. Are you asking me if I would do it? Like, no, you have to do it. I'm not. It's not <laughs> yeah, a question I was like, of will you? Yeah. It's how do you do it? If you had to kill a human being, how would you do it? So, so also in this like, scenario, there are police. So you're trying to not get okay. caught, if at all possible. So, <laughs> I think like probably like the easiest way to do it would be like. Utilize my resources, right? Like my my <laughs> boat. Maybe take him out in the middle of the Puget Sound and just and just the dump. Heavy just involved. dump. Yeah, like just dump the guy. Like right. Like I mean, that would probably be like the least of, like amount of observers. Dump the guy. So well, how, like I mean, like I mean. So you're talking about befriending this human being, put, taking them out on your boat at night, and then just like clobbering on the head and. So here's them here's what I thought about. Like like I. I've I've taken several people out like on my boat and like no, but here uh, <laughs> not, like, them not all. like in a way yeah like but n- they none of them wear life jackets and I don't wear one either but like shit yeah. like I'm like realizing like fuck like if they some of these my friends can't swim like yeah like could be very like if you dump some yes like befriend the guy bring him on the boat <laughs> dump in the Puget Sound he's not gonna fucking make it you can't swim I mean you just I mean sure. you might have to get in a little bit of a physical altercation to get him off but like. You just, I mean, yeah. Like, this is not him, the direction I expected it to go in. Let him go. But, but so, are you concerned that the his body's going to float up to the surface, and then they're going to find that body? I mean, it might wipe up on the on the shore someday. Like, I'm sure. Like, yeah, I'm sure there'd be like. But like, Would I mean, you how- tie anything to his arms or legs to like weigh him down so he just floats to the bottom of the sound. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I you've already come that far. Like, befriending like, so, this person. Yeah. I mean, I would be like. I think taking them into Chili's. I think Tuesday. if I had to, <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, I'd be pretty upset, like with the situation. So like maybe like, but like, I think the initial like thing to to do would be like get him off the fucking boat. Like you're not like. How do I like implement like tying him down? Well, I I have to bring him out there, like hang out and like push him off. I, don't I think know how so, I would tie anything to him to like I, sink him. I mean, I prefer. I, I wasn't planning to give you any ideas, but now your your strategy has intrigued me to this certain point where I think I can. You can spitball to me, and I can make it better. I think chloroform. 
I think you lure like you this. Just put it up like that. Yeah, like he, yeah. hey, can you go grab? Me? Hey, can you grab me a beer? Uh, no, I, there's I'm, a lot of rags on the boat. I could even use your shirt. Like <laughs> you cannot use the loath shirt <laughs> that I bought for you as a chloroform a- way of killing a man, Ryan. That's not what that was for. I would be flattered, but that's not. It's meant for you to wear resources. And I'm actually now that you bring it up, why aren't you wearing the goddamn shirt right now for episode thirty? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I have the bow back and. <laughs> The, I don't have an excuse. It's not in the shop anymore. I'll ex- I accept your apology. Yeah. But yeah, I would chloroform. I would like, hey, get, grab me a beer. And then specifically, like, oh, one of the ones at the bottom, it would be coldest. And then when his back is turned and he's rooting through the cooler for all the beer, that's when you chloroform him with the low shirt. Uh, he's unconscious. And then you toss him in the water from there. If he was unconscious, like, you'd probably be right about a better idea would be to like sink the guy. Right. Yeah. Like, so because the body's going to end up washing up somewhere and then you have problems later. Right. <laughs> right sure. I mean, uh, we're, we're, we have a year to plan. Let's yeah, make sure we're doing yeah. this right. But I mean, yeah, those things can come into play. Like I'm just talking like mm-hmm. that would be the kind of like a hierarchy of the strategy we sure. get him out of the Puget Sound right just yeah. kill him out use there. your resources right is right. this why you bought a boat to begin with just in case this scenario ever played played itself out I mean it's not like you know why I bought the boat but <laughs> you know, now that there's <laughs> a good reason to make that yeah, investment yeah, sure yeah, so. uh, that I didn't expect you to go in that route ra- would you give this person a fake name because you're befriending them like clearly you're 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 going would, to f- would I give them a fake name what do yeah you mean? Because like let's say let's say somehow they they survive like that's not the plan we don't want them to survive but like do you give them an assumed name like oh like so like them? me like like give them a fake name for me yeah yeah or do you do you make up an identity or are you just Ryan I mean if I drown him out in Peter Sound I'm expecting that he's fucking dead like I I mean sure. I might just like give him my name which would not be <laughs> smart but like right and and. I, I do want to like got a lot of hubris. I want to backpedal a little bit here. Like, oh, please. <laughs> when I first said, like, am I upset about this guy killing? <laughs> yes, of course. I'm, I just meant I like was absolutely. Gonna I just meant like in a way like like did I like? <laughs> is is there like am I like really angry right now or am I like planning? Like, is that like am, is okay. that's the kind of thing I'm <laughs> right? So, sure. Yeah. So Greta's listening right now. Yes, I'm very upset. He's very upset. But do I have to plan for this or am I just like in the moment like yes. kill this guy? It's like, not a crime of passion. You right. Have a, you have a you, this genie. Yeah. Okay. Is intervening. He's uh, you. You've got a year to plan. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of that year, like time time's ticking right now. Yeah. So that's good. My my answer. Are you curious to hear my answer? Yeah. I would just take an icicle and oh. then uh, stab them with the icicle. Well, there's a lot of ring doorbells, you know, around. That's a good point. Ring doorbells were not a thing back when I first came up with the idea of like stabbing someone with an icicle. This was a long time ago. <laughs> it was. I've had. I've always had this in the back of my mind. My so that that was my second way of doing it, and I yeah. think that's what I've kind of moved towards because then, of course, there's no murder weapon. Uh, before that, my idea was to take like a bear, like a bear carcass mm-hmm. and, and uh, hollow out its arms or like at least its forearms. And then I would wear the bear uh. arms <laughs> on my own arms. And then That'd be I w- fucking scary. I, I was like, just maul. Who's the victim of that? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could be, that could be like a, like a thing. Like people like try to, to recreate like. Sure. Like, fuck. oh, just a fucking bear mauled. Yeah. Death. Like, I don't, that's. I, no, you can't arrest a bear. Do you think an icicle would like go through someone? Or you think it would break? People die via icicle. Like they get hit in the head though, right? From like heavy icicles dropping. Yeah. Is it like does it stab them? Like is that are they that sharp? Yeah, they could be pretty yeah, the sharpness Like I've seen icicles like like hang off our, our gutters and they're they're big, but like I can't imagine it like That's fucking good, me up. Like 
fucking me up. Let's see. I'm going to just Google search right now. How dangerous are our, our icicles? Oh, and also as a quick aside, uh, my decision of uh, food to get in my stomach before I started drinking all this tequila today was a large cinnamon roll. So we'll see how that plays out for me. How does it feel? It feels good now. I okay. feel like a nice warmth over my body. It's good. Yeah. Um, you know, I turned the heat off in the room. So this is all just tequila warmth happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> inside of my person. Okay, how dangerous are icicles? Large falling icicles, knocked down by wind or loosened by a spell of sunshine. I've, that's an interesting turn of phrase. Uh, can damage anything in their path with their heavy weight and pointed tips. They're capable of pulling gutters off of your house, shattering windshields of vehicles below and causing laceration or concussion or worse. So, huh. there you, I don't interesting. know. There you go. Let's see. Let's do one more quick. How many people die via icicle? Yeah, like it's got to be like a high. Like I, I can't imagine like your gutter icicles are like you know like. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a slur. A gutter icicle. Like I don't know what like Nordic (laughs) country you'd be like. You see like a Swedish person walking. Look at that gutter icicle over there. Uh, How many people die from icicles? There we go. 15 people per year. Real Fuck, that's not very many. <laughs> it's not very many, but it's like... Like in the world? In the United States. Oh, okay. That's a little bit higher. <laughs> do you think... Okay. Let's... Do you think that the United States icicle death is higher or lower than like the norm? Fucking much lower. <laughs> like significant. <laughs> I guarantee there's a country that has like way more. And I, I don't think it's like like stat... Like piercing. Like, you know, where it's like... Yeah, like lacerating the sky. Yeah. I think it's like concussion like type shit like a big ass icicle like breaks off and like hits you in the head like right i don't then steve young's just uh, dealing with ct the rest of his life on account of a icicle steve young yeah former uh 49ers is he like does he have an icicle story he like has a, he got a lot of concussions i don't know what oh, he's, oh, i don't shit. know why I'm he's so, the guy in I my brain it was like icicle specific. okay so, <laughs> i mean probably like, god damn like, probably yes it was in san francisco shit like. <laughs> right god. exactly but fifteen. So, so you're right. That's a like, that's a small number. Yeah. But it's not like you know. At the same time, it's like a known thing. Yeah, so fif- maybe I mean, yeah. Maybe that's the route mm. you take, or you target someone without a ring doorbell, or, or you go to their back door. I don't know. There, yeah. There's ways of kind of getting around. I think with a year's time to plan, you have reconnaissance, and you can kind of figure out like, okay, do, do I need to be concerned? Did you Did you ever watch those like, <laughs> like? I watched them with my dad. They were like the Discovery Channel, like murder kind of mystery. I still watch like Dateline and stuff like that, but I'm always like, they always miss one fucking thing when like the murderer does something. They like sure. miss like a very important clue. But yeah, they like don't realize like something. Oh, they prep really well, but like they miss like one fucking thing. Like, right. So sure. you got to like, I mean, if you have a year to fucking plan, you have to like all those variables. You have to like, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, you got to buy the gloves? You got, yeah, but buy. even like you buy the gloves now, like they, I mean, that's the thing that they see you on target, like buying the, you know, they have you on video. That's true. Well, yeah, but a I year mean, you got to like fucking what's that? But if you bought it a year in advance, like they're not going to be able to, they're not, that's yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. Oh, shit. I mean, who doesn't own gloves? Actually, to be fair, I didn't own gloves until I went to Japan. I bought gloves because I knew I was going to go there. I didn't own gloves. Do you own gloves? Episode thirty. I, I, I like ski gloves. Like okay, well there you go. You can just wear. Your that'd be ski, that'd be hard to maneuver. I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean not, not very, a lot like, of agile. Like yeah. especially if you're shoving a guy off a boat, you want a little bit more dexterity. Like you may need to like strangle the guy yeah, a little bit before. Right. right, right like you right. might just be staring. Do you think strangulation is the most intimate form of killing a man? I mean, intense. <laughs> like I mean, I, I mean, it would be like an intense way to kill someone. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't think I'd be into it. I don't know. <laughs> 
personally. Like killing or like like being killed? Like <laughs> killing or being killed? I mean, if I had to pick, I guess yeah, the huh. uh, the latter. But um, yeah, I just I think strangulation. It's I, probably pretty intimate. Like I mean, probably yeah, very like, intimate. Yeah, like very like touching souls. Yeah, almost. Uh, cool. All right. Well, that was one thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, tattoos. What do you think about tattoos? I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> three tequila Ryan. What do you think about tattoos? Like, I would get one. Like, I just, I, like, I. You're thirty. If you haven't gotten one yet, you're not going to get one. Yeah, but thirty is like the new twenty. Like, <laughs> oh come you know. on, live, laugh, love, Ryan. <laughs> I like I don't I, I think tattoos are, are I, I like them I really do and I respect people who have them like all over I think it fucking looks awesome but like I don't have any because I like what the fuck am I gonna get tattooed on me like you know I have nothing that I would be like yeah I want this like permanently like you know <laughs> and some people do and that's yeah you know, but I yeah I don't. so you really really like tattoos I do like tattoos I just don't have anything that I would like it I think tattoos look fucking awesome. And I respect people who have like a fucking great sleeve, like down uh-huh. to their arm. Like it looks fucking great. Like I just, but for. You're really excited about this idea. Yeah. I mean, so. Why don't you just get a sleeve then? It, it would not be like something. It's not that it would probably look great on me, to be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you had a sleeve, it would complement your long, luscious locks so well. You just, yeah. the, your wind, the wind going through your hair out on the, on the boat. Yeah, it would. Sound. It really. I have with no, your sleeves. You got your tank top on. I have no doubt that that is correct. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't like anything I got on that sleeve. I would have to like explain it somehow. Like someone would ask, like, "What's that?" Like, I have no Do, idea. Would they? Yeah, when but, I see a sleeve, mm-hmm. when, when it's just like literally, and we're talking sleeve as in like the whole arm is tattooed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I can't fucking make out one thing on that. It just looks like a bunch of yeah. Patterns but you're and like colors. a random person to like that. I mean, like you, your friends would fucking ask you like, "What the fuck? You got like tattooed down your arm?" Like you know, like <laughs> some not some random person. Like I'd have to explain it to or justify it. But like okay, your sure. friends are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Like you know, right. Are they not just random patterns and colors? And I don't shit? know. You can't have like know. meaningful shit all over your. You're right. Like arm. I don't know how they do it. Like I don't know. It seems expensive. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, mean like, I it's hate also- needles. For the record, the reason I haven't, I wouldn't do it is because I fucking hate needles. But like secondarily, it seems like a very expensive habit to farm. It, I think it is very expensive. And yeah. I think people find like a lot of meaning in it. And that's why like they, they're willing to, <laughs> right. I don't. And that's the thing. I, I don't really like deeply find like meaning in like a lot of shit. Like, <laughs> so like, if you had to get something tattooed, like yeah. what, what would be the thing that you find the most meaning in? Like an I, air fryer or something on your lower back? <laughs> that's okay. You, may, you make a nice air fryer joke, <laughs> but like, that's the thing. I don't have anything that like, like I'm super passionate about that. I would like get like some, like maybe even like a tribal or Chinese, like something, whatever it is. Like those people are like, fuck, yeah, this means something to me. I don't have that. Well, a lot of people get. Te- I think you're over. I mean, some people, yes. Very yeah, but the people but- who have like a sleeve, I feel like they ha- like they at least think that there's like a lot of meaning to it. Like <laughs> right. at the very least, they feel like passionate enough to do it, like okay. a whole sleeve. Your lack of passion is what it, would prevent you from getting anything. That's tattooed. what I'm saying. Um, oh, I was gonna say Greta has a couple tattoos. Yeah, and she Greta- has a, a oh, tattoo you know- that's not a foot tattoo. We know that it's like an ankle. Right. Exactly. So she's yeah. almost crazy, but, but she's she not has quite. another one too, like on her arm. Uh huh. Does she still listen? Does she what? Does she still listen to this thing? Or is she kind of tuned out? She's like, oh, is I she, talked to him she, on, on Skype. I know she listened to it when, when she went to Chicago. Like, I, I Well, she's still there. Does she still listen? Yeah. I mean, she knows, she, she when I told her this was episode 30, she's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> she's like, I cannot believe <laughs> this went like 30 episodes. Like, um, 
because it was like a bit when i told her the first time we like listened to it she's like and she fucking let her parents like her dad like loved it too like yeah you know like it was like i mean i don't do this like <laughs> sort of thing oh like, you're not on podcasts all the time weird i, I don't like, I had no yeah. idea <laughs> so she i mean she's like oh fuck 30 episodes is fucking crazy like you guys just did the first one like when we were when we had the house yeah, so, yeah. it's true i mean and like i did a podcast before this podcast mm-hmm. so hard mark is now my second podcast that i've done that one made it to 50 episodes 50 fucking episodes. and like i i mean we'll see we'll see yeah. how this goes right, but right you know, contractually, you're obligated to 100, so I guess we'll we'll double my previous record, so that'll well, be... as long as I'm getting fucking paid, you know, that's... that's... <laughs> getting paid in tequila yeah. and uh, and beer and, you know, all the all the good things in life. Mm-hmm. I guess to kind of put a bow on the tattoo thing, I don't I don't have an opinion one way or the other. Like, it's fine if other people do it. I just hate needles so much yeah. that I, I would never... There was a time in my early 20s where I had... I had <laughs> it's so stupid to say out loud. I had figured out, like, okay, these are the tattoos I want. This is where I want to get them. I, like, sketched out stupid-ass fucking versions of them, and I'm so glad I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I've had thoughts like that, too. Just, like, dumb shit. Again, I wasn't passionate about, but, like, I was like, you know, right. I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm going to do it this way. Like, Sure. Wait, but, so you you there was a time in your life where you're like I'm I'm probably going to get a tattoo or at least I want to get a tattoo? I thought like and this is fucking stupid as well. We I can don't. swap stories. No, I mean this is again like I I I so like one of the ideas like okay, like I'm from Seattle, like I I'm a big like sports fan. Like there's a really cool like scene like or not scene like uh like a cityscape Kind yeah, like, but what if you did that like on your back? <laughs> and, was, and, and like, and so like, Where I, on your back, like your shoulder blades. Yeah, not a not a great <laughs> idea. I, um, so I think this is kind of, and I, sure. I didn't have any plans to do it, but I was like, yeah. if I, you know, Seattle, like it holds like you know, kind of all my baseball memories and my yeah. you know football. Yeah, it'd be kind of a cool like. I, again, glad I never did it. Uh, sure. I think it looked, would look ridiculous. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought, yeah, I've, I've thought about it. And I, again, I, I totally respect the tattoo game. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with it. Tattoo game. I love it. Like, I love, like, people get, and like, now it's not like as much of like going to a job and like, you can't get a job with tattoo. Like, sure. Like, fuck that. Like, you know, <laughs> come on. Like, you, you know, these people like put that on there for me. <laughs> Maybe a reason. I don't <laughs> maybe know. Maybe <laughs> a reason. But also, maybe they were just drunk in Las Vegas. Exactly. Uh, the tattoo, I remember I was going to get a couple. The one that I re- was like super gung-ho about, I was going to get like a, a sun on one shoulder, and then I was going to get a moon mm. on the other shoulder. And, nice. and the represent and, and it represented the fact of the, the duality of things. Like, sometimes things can be opposite, but neither one is good or bad. I think that's a good concept. And that was like fucking really deep. How for, old were you? When you like were... fucking 22. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm trying to think of like, like if you had that tattoo, I'd be like, Jesus. <laughs> like someone else I could totally see it on. But like, I don't know if that like tattoo would fit you. Like It wouldn't. I would like see it every day and be like, ugh. <laughs> that's, that's $400. I fucking shit down the toilet. Great. You could also like take these tattoos and like, you know, instead of like. Either, I, I think you can laser treat them to get them removed, but also yeah, like you, you can like convert them into like different things. Like. Well, then you have to get more tattoos, right? It's just a fucking rabbit hole as your you life to... changes. <laughs> well, sure, but That's then you the have game to... that they get into, like you know. Like but they... then if you don't feel passionate enough about something else, and you're just stuck with these tattoos, and yeah. also the laser removal, I've heard hurts like shit. I'm not saying the laser removal. I'm just saying, like I, I would like you could alter the tattoos. Are probably a better idea and probably sure. cooler. Like you know, like. Oh, like my life changed. Now I altered these like tattoos that I got. Like that'd be probably be a cooler way to. Would you get Greta's name on your body? I no. 
<laughs> no, and I know she wouldn't get like anything related. Like that's not like a shot. I wouldn't get anyone's name tattooed on my body. There's no, there's no way. The reason I bring this up. So the Undertaker, who we've seen a couple mm-hmm. times now. So in the matches that we've seen of him, that he's very sort of. I don't know. It seems weird to call the Undertaker young and fresh faced, but like he basically was. The the most recent match that we watched of his against Hulk Hogan, he had one tattoo, and it was of like a big Grim Reaper. Uh, on his forearm years later full sleeves like all tatted up all over his body one of the tattoos that he had in like the late 90s early 2000s with his wife's name sarah Mm. right across his neck right here and then as you would probably guess uh they divorced and so then he had to get it like lasered off and you could like still see that it yeah. said Sarah and then it like eventually scarred. Got, yeah, scarred and faded. And then he eventually had to get like a weird tribal design over it oh. just to like cover it. So yeah. Yeah. There you go. Tattoos, everybody. Tattoos. They're fucking cool as fuck. Love them. We love them. Uh should we talk about our our stuff now? Should we get into the match? Yeah. Yeah. Are we ready? We should probably I should re up. I should re up. Yeah, you I'm should re up. You should hit me. What? Hit me with a re-up. Oh, you're going to get a re-up too? I, I think most of this is lime juice. Oh, it? No, what? Really? And ice. You think? Oh, man, I'm going to have to. I should have brought a shot glass. I should grab a shot glass. Yeah. yeah. I touched a lime at the store and then put it back. Is, I, you is know, that I, making you second guess the decision to just dump the whole thing in there? Because I know for a fact Heather did not wash that lime. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel okay about it. I'm not like really a germaphobe in that way. Like, there's uh, things I am a germaphobe about, like, okay. but but not like touching. <laughs> like, it's just like how much shit. Like, the if main it was germaphobe thing. Of yeah, touching. like if it wasn't COVID, would you give a shit like about like touching? Okay. If it wasn't COVID, no one would care about like touching limes. Like, you well, just no. you just grab a lime. That's true. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, no, that's that's how that would work. In a pre-COVID world, we'd all be. Uh, and like COVID's not disgusting. Like it's like it's like a thing that you have to deal with, but it's not like oh, oh someone like shit on this line is fucking gross. Like <laughs> I thought you were taking this into like a real QAnon direction. Oh no, or like I just like I mean like yeah, COVID's bad. Like I just like you know like I I think I'd rather get COVID than someone like smear shit on a line that I ate and put in my drink. Like like I I don't I don't even have I'm not even gonna <laughs> respond to that thing. I don't have a dog in that fight. All right. <laughs> Okay. Are we ready for wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. We're ready for the death match, everybody. This is the moment that we've been building to for the past 23 episodes or 22. I don't know. Whatever. I'm three tequilas now in. Um, Even think it's 29, but we watched like six matches in well, one. You, but you didn't know about death matches until episode seven. And so it's only been. But Oh, is that what? Has it been? Fuck, okay. That's what so, I said earlier, yeah. So, 30 episodes. <laughs> this is 30 total episodes, and you but found we didn't out... Know. Yeah, okay. I told you about Death Matches in episode 7. All right. And then ever since then, you're like, Aaron, can we please watch your Death Matches? Please, I promise I'll be real good. And I was like, if you are if you, if you you don't complain at all, and if you're a real good boy, Ryan, we'll watch it in episode 30. Okay. Well, and that's... you know what? Ryan's been a real good boy. He's been doing all of his chores, and today he's being rewarded with the gift of Death Matches. So let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> August eighteenth, nineteen ninety five. Where were you, Ryan? Uh, you were summer of kindergarten. I think like. <laughs> a great, great year. Yeah, hell of a year. Yeah, doing. Damn. Where did you go to kindergarten? Santa Cruz Riverview Elementary. Set in the greater Snohomish area. Snohomish, All like right. downtown, not downtown, like you know, uptown. 
Uh, well, yeah, like, like <laughs> rural, like, you know. Okay. In the sticks. Any fun kindergarten or memories that you have? Uh, so many. Like, What's one? <laughs> just uh, yeah. let these, let me let these sink in. Here's a, here's a fun kindergarten memory for me, oh, which okay. was not in 1995, by the way. Uh, I remember one time. I was wearing my favorite pair of suspenders because it reminded me of Mario Brothers. The Oshkosh. Yeah, they were actually Oshkosh. And I remember a girl was like, "How? What are you wearing underneath your suspenders?" And I was like, "I don't know." And then I like, <laughs> you undo. I didn't undo them, but I like pulled it out and like you looked. Were- and then I was just like, "Oh, it's my underpants." And we were both like looking down, looking at my Super Mario Brothers two underpants. And then I immediately was like, <gasps> and then closed it back up. I was like, apparently, I'm not wearing anything under them besides underpants. I was kind of like a like a ladies man like back in like <laughs> probably like probably like probably like kindergarten to like third grade. I was really I was very smooth with like the, the ladies. Like I'm, kindergarten to third grade. Yeah, yeah. How uh, so? I had a girl that used to tie my shoes for me in kindergarten. Mm, oh shit! That's I mean that's yeah. That's on another level. I was just. A, I think her like, name was Heather, if I remember right. Actually. <laughs> Not uh, the not the Heather I'm currently married to, but a different Heather. Heather's yeah, that's a yeah. That's a shoe tie name if yeah. I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> if you find yourself a Heather, she'll tie your shoes all day long. Yeah, no, I was just um I just had You were like kids. a flirty boy? You were like a sexy yeah, boy boy. Yeah, toy? I mean like just flocking to me, like I think is you know What you, okay, now you need to give us an example. No, I mean I'm just okay, like there was much like like I'm trying to think of like the swing games we played. <laughs> Wait, well, pardon me. You having key parties in the kindergarten class? Swing games. Um, games on the swing. Games on the swing. Okay. Like, sure. um, oh, I'm just going to butcher this fucking story. Like, uh, I mean, I'm only the uh, familiar with the game on the swing where you swing on it. I didn't know. I guess you could also do like hang from your legs. There was like, there was like a game where like you ran. <laughs> You're on the swing, and like there was a, there was like a row of them, and like you know someone would run through, and like they were under you, and they're like uh, I'm in your shower or something, like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. uh, you know. But like you could tell they wanted to be around my swing, <laughs> you know, in particular. <laughs> right. So, uh, Ryan's always had the the swingest yeah, of swings. Yeah, just, you know. Tequila Ryan's is a is a weird <laughs> entity, but I you know what I don't hate it. <laughs> So, so August 18, 1995, ladies' man Ryan Murphy, he's hanging out in Snohomish. Meanwhile, while all that's going on, a smaller Japanese wrestling promotion known as the IWA. Any guesses what that stands for? International World mm-hmm. Ooh. Wrestling yep. Association. You got it, dude. International yeah. Wrestling Association. So they were set to run their biggest show of all time in the Kawasaki Stadium. And so this match was, or this show rather, was dubbed IWA Kawasaki Dream King of the Deathmatch. Uh, so this outdoor stadium was primarily used for baseball purposes. Mm. Uh, it provided very little protection, which again, this is August of 1995, provided very little protection from the 90 degree temperature taking place that very day. Can I ask if um, this had a larger attendance than any baseball game in <laughs> in Kawasaki Stadium Kawasaki history. Kawasaki history. I don't know the answer to that for a fact. Okay. I think that my 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 suspicion is no. My suspicion is no. Just based on like the the and so the we're going to watch obviously some matches from the show, a little clips here and there. Um you'll see glimpses of the crowd. The, the quality on this video is bad. 
mm. poor. But I do not think that it was outdrawing the heights of whatever the Kawasaki uh, baseball team uh, would be. That's just my suspicion. Okay. So so they're no, not in the same category as the Mariners. I don't know if that makes you feel better or worse. Why do you have to like take a, like, a shot of them right there? Well, I mean, because I, I did attend the largest a, a record attendance in Safeco Field history. Uh, this was when it was Safeco, of course, uh, of 47,000. Uh, 632, I believe, something like that, uh, which is much higher than any Mariners game has ever drawn. I wouldn't say, like, you, you're probably right, but I wouldn't say much fucking higher. Like, much higher. Okay. In the, in the height of Ken Griffey Jr. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. I mean, Ken Griffey's just <laughs> napping in the dugout. What meanwhile. year was it, by the way? The, the WrestleMania? Yeah. Uh, 2003. Fuck. What? What? Why is that a fuck? I mean, 2001 was a big year for the Mariners. Like, where they <laughs> held, like, a lot of it. I'm so, uh, right. so 2003. 47. Yeah. Th- oh. I don't, I mean, I, I made up the last. No, that sounds, that sounds, like, almost right. Like, it's that sounds, like, close. very, yeah. Let's see. Attendance record. Let's just, I'll just uh, to set you at ease. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 54,000. 54,097. No. Uh, were there fans on the field? Yeah. Oh, God. But, Okay. <laughs> can't count that, Eric. Uh, well, I am. All, I am these, all these, how many years have we been doing this? You've been like, I've been to the biggest, t- that, that's bullshit. It's, well, it's the record. It's the WrestleMania 19 has the record of 54,000. The record for baseball, just in case you're curious, 47,480. That sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. But yeah, uh, WrestleMania 19 holds the record. So Kawasaki, unsure if they hold the record or not. My suspicion is no. Um, What's the stadium hold? Sorry. Kawasaki yeah. stadium? God damn it. Drunk Ryan is asking me all sorts of questions. I, I bet it's not- a lie. I bet that feels fucking huge. Kawasaki... Like- which is again capacity for like I'm sure it's probably going to give me the uh, baseball capacity, but of course you can like, put seats on the field. That's what it fucking is. Like it's well, you can't no. add seats and be like, yeah, we have we hold the fucking record. Oh, God. You missed that little detail for two years. <laughs> I did not miss any details. I, I I never needed to get into that level of information before. Twenty six thousand two hundred thirty two. Oh shit! It's not a major field or. Uh, must not be. Okay. I mean, we can move on. Sorry, I'm just like I, that's that's small. Like that's it's. Uh, I thought Japanese like f- they fucking do it big. Like <laughs> there's a, there's a potential for the sound bite uh, right there. But yeah, it's uh, yeah twenty six thousand. Okay. So maybe it may not be like a whatever their equivalent of major okay. league is. I'm not really sure. That's fair. Um, okay. So again. It's an it's a baseball stadium that this event is being held at. It's ninety plus degrees. It's a, it looks like Japan in the summertime. Indoor. It's hot. No outdoor. Okay. Um, so the big draw of this event, kind of as alluded to in the title of it, was a one night eight man single elimination tournament to crown the king of the death match. So each match of the tournament consisted of a different type of death match. So for like the first round, they had a, a certain type or they had like two different types that they would kind of switch around between. Uh, and then each round kind of had different um, weapons that could be used for that particular match. Um, and so that means that the winner of this tournament would need to survive a total of three matches over the course of one day. So it's not like they're kind of jumping around between venues. You're getting a chance to like sleep it off in a hotel room. This is all happening over the course of one day in 90 plus degree heat. Yeah. So there, so that's just a little bit of the background <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to test their toughness, their endurance and their survival instincts. And that's what we're going to see here today, Ryan. 
Japanese is going to be fucking good. Like. <laughs> and so as we've alluded to previously, I'm glad that you actually mentioned the Japanese aspect. So it's happening in Kawasaki, Japan. Uh, but the finals of the tournament actually, surprisingly, does not have a Japanese competitor in it. Does have which country? It has two Americans, as uh, a matter of fact. Two uh, men from the United States and two men that we've actually seen several matches from already. It's, it's as if we planned this. It's so weird. Uh, so the two men that are going to be in the finals of this very tournament is the whiteboard. It's right here. May, uh, can you hand that to me? I asked him to do one thing, and he's like so mad about it. All right. I'm just trying to navigate everything. There's a lot to, to oh, go through. Jesus. So the two men that are in the finals, Terry Funk, who we've seen a couple times. He was in the match against Ric Flair, which was the I quit match, where the only way to win was to make your opponent say I quit. He was also in the empty arena match where his eye got stabbed uh, with a piece of wood. Do you remember? You remember the empty arena match for sure, I'm I'm assuming, right? Which one? That had no fans in it. (laughs) I mean, you said empty. Empty arena. Uh, There's only one match that we've seen with an empty arena. Okay, so so Terry Funk, who we've seen a couple matches of. Again, the Empty Arena match, the match against Ric Flair. So the Empty Arena match, as we saw, uh, that's uh, ranked at number 22 right now. The Ric Flair match, I think, is underneath that? Yeah, that's number 27. Uh, so maybe you weren't a huge fan, but like I think one of the things that Terry Funk is known for was his promos. Like he's an incredible talker, uh, and the fact that he was like one of the last touring NWA champions... He he's such a unique figure in the history of professional wrestling because like he was one of those guys that was a part of the NWA that was going from town to town all the time, like representing like this is the world heavyweight champion. Like that's who what people looked at as the top guy in the world of wrestling. But then in his later years, especially, he would kind of jump around and do whatever it was that he wanted to do. So like this King of the Deathmatch tournament is it's not out of character for Terry Funk, but it's very much out of character for what you think of, of like NWA, like Ric Flair would never do this shit like ever. Uh, so it's very much in, uh, in the wheelhouse of a Terry Funk to kind of go against the grain and do what he, you know, thinks is, is, you know, the right thing to do for him. But, um, the finals is Terry Funk. The other final uh, participant is going to be a guy by the name of Cactus Jack, who we actually saw a little bit more recently. We saw him against Sting. Uh, that was the match where it was false count anywhere, so you could pin your opponent anywhere mm. around the ring. Uh, we saw a lot, a lot of slams out on the concrete. Uh, it had no padding whatsoever. Uh, we also saw some fighting up on the ramp and whatnot. Uh, does that one ring a bell mm-hmm. at all? Yeah. Okay. So... Um, Funk had established himself many years previously. He is like a legend to Japan. So in the clips that we're going to watch, we're not going to watch all the matches that happened in this tournament. That would take way too long and we would lose our patience. But we'll watch little highlights of the things. And one thing that you'll find is when Terry Funk is in there wrestling, people are screaming because they love Terry Funk. Like in any Japan. T- in Japan. So anytime he is in peril or people think that he's in any sort of trouble at all, you'll hear especially women, and, and I'm going to do my best impression. Let me back up from the mic here. You're going you're gonna to hear these women, Terry! Like that. Terry? <laughs> They're saying they're trying to say Terry. Oh, it's Teddy. It kind of sounds like Teddy. Teddy, clashing? like that. 
You throw their like bras at them. They're not. It's not like a, a Beatlemania situation. Mm. They're like concerned, so they're trying to like will him back to his feet and will him to defend himself. Okay, if, if that makes any sense. Uh, but so he was fifty-one years old at the time that this tournament happened. So like that Jerry Lawler match that we saw, that was from like the late seventies, early eighties, sometime around that time period. This is now nineteen ninety-five. So he was already pretty old and pretty Jesus fucking Christ. established in pro wrestling yeah. at the time of that empty arena match. He's even older and like he's even more, you know, established, but he's he's getting up there. You know, fifty one in the wrestling industry, yeah. he probably would have been wrestling for roughly about thirty years by this point. So he was basically trying to attempt to use his name and give his credibility to give a shot in the arm to this IWA promotion, which was kind of a young, fledgling promotion. They were definitely not in the, like New Japan was and, and another company by the name of All Japan. They were kind of the top promotions in Japan. So Terry Funk was trying to help this company out, essentially. Uh, meanwhile... Cactus Jack, his opponent, has established himself as a wild man. He's capable of absorbing tremendous amounts of punishment, as we saw in his previous match against Sting. Now, in this tournament, Cactus Jack aligned himself with a guy by the name of Tiger Jeet Singh. He's a notorious bad guy in Japanese wrestling. He's also pretty lazy, uh, pretty selfish. You're not going to see Tiger Jeet Singh uh, rolling any barbed wire or anything here today. <laughs> so just a quick FYI. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So knowing that this thing is coming down to Cactus Jack and Terry Funk, we don't need to see the whole tournament. But I do think it's important from a contextual point of view for us to see and, and kind of know what these guys have been putting their bodies through before they squared off against each other at the end of this tournament. Right, right. Uh, so I figured we could watch some highlights of some of those matches, which leads up to the finals. And you and I can even do a little bit of kind of commentary. We can let the audience kind of hear the audio and we can describe a little bit of what's happening to them, if that's uh, agreeable to you. This sir. is a deathmatch like scenario with all these like. Yes. So you have a total of how many guys are in this tournament? Is it 16? Something like that. But yeah, every match is a different type of deathmatch. Okay. And all so, the prelims, yeah. yeah, all the prelims leading to the finals. But again, all this is happening in, over the course of one day. So everything that we're about to see is happening in one day in August of 1995 in Kawasaki, Japan. Um, so, and if there's anything that you're curious about as I'm describing it, well, we're welcome to take a peek. But I actually have curated, cultivated some clips, some highlights that we can so, watch here yeah. today. Yeah. Um, so I, I have, as, as you've already seen, I've repurposed our whiteboard for today's episode to just give you a frame of reference for our tournament. So starting at the very top, we have uh, Tiger Jeet Singh and Mr. I'm going to butcher this name, Ganasuke. Yeah. Ganasuke. Uh, so Tiger Jeet oh, Singh. Oh, I can see. Okay, yeah. So that's... Yeah. Tiger Jeet Singh, Mr. Ganasuke was the first match of the tournament. Uh, we don't need to watch any of that match at all. <laughs> but basically what it well, was. It was a bad match. Or? It was a real bad match. You would not. It, it would probably rank last. <laughs> oh. Okay. Which ordinarily I'd be all for. But we have a lot to get through yeah, here today. Yeah. So we can skip it. Uh, but it was a barbed wire chain and board match. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So that was the very first yeah. match of the tournament. I Again, still haven't seen this in con. So I, I'm curious to see like. Well, like what the fuck? You don't have to wait much longer <laughs> to see some of this stuff. And so that that match finished when Tiger Jeet Singh uh, applied a submission hold onto the barbed wire board. So I think he like grabbed hold of the guy's like tummy and like squeezed 
apparently it's his submission hold, whatever. Uh, and then the guy was like, fell back into the barbed wire and then he quit. So we don't, again, we don't need to watch any of that. Tiger Jeet Singh wins that pussy. match. Yeah, big pussy. Moves on to the second round of the tournament. Uh, the next match, which is another barbed wire board and chain match, featured Terry Funk versus a guy by the name of Leatherface. And in case you're curious, I know you're a big horror fan from your earlier days, uh, you know, the dentist and and whatnot, uh, back on FearNet. Uh, So this Leatherface character was literally supposed to be the Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm, mm. So it's a wrestling version of that. Uh, but it's a Canadian guy, and anytime he he does an, an interview, he yeah. sounds super fucking Canadian, like the most Canadian man that you've ever heard in your entire life. We'll probably get a chance to hear him in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, just a fun fact. So Leatherface, he comes to the ring. He's brandishing a chainsaw. He also has like this. He's brandishing a chainsaw. So not like, to, it's like an under no, like that should be. <laughs> well, it's Leatherface. He just comes out with a chin. Yeah. Yeah. He's Texas Chainsaw Leatherface. So he's got <laughs> does a he fucking. To, ch- does he have to drop it before he gets into the ring? So like, he uses it as a weapon. But here's the thing. <laughs> so here's, it's a death match, right? Like, it's a death yeah. match. But here's the thing. So he's not completely insane. So his chainsaw has the motor, but it does not have a chain. So. Oh, come on. So it's. it's the blade it's just may a or prop, may, like well, I mean, you could like slap somebody with it and hurt them, but, you, it's, <laughs> but you're, you can't actually saw through another human being. If someone came at me with a chainsaw and yeah. like it has no blade, it has a blade, but it doesn't have a chain. Okay, so what the blade's that? not what is, moving. What are you fucking? It's not moved, but it makes the noise, so he can okay, rev so, the they, engine. Okay, on the chainsaw. but they take they took the blade off. No, the they took no, they took the chain off. <laughs> but that's what holds the blades. Well, the blades is intact within the the mechanism of the chainsaw. The blades are on the chain. There's the blade. No, the chain is. Or wait, I don't know how the mechanic. There, there's the, a blade. Why do you think a chainsaw fucking works, Eric? I know how a chainsaw yeah, works. There's no chain. Roger, go get a chainsaw. I bring it back. I have a okay. sawzall, sir. <laughs> and that but has the blades no are, chain. So they have no chain on it, right? They, right. So it just makes noise. Yes. That would still scare the shit out. I don't even trust it at like fairs. <laughs> you know, like it's still like it's a worrisome. Okay. Yeah. All right. He brings a chainsaw. So he brings a chainsaw yeah. with no chain. Yeah. Uh, and he wears like a mask that's supposed to look like human skin. Basically looks like the leather face. Leather mask. face. Yeah. 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 Uh, just a fun fact that has no bearing on the tournament whatsoever, just so you know. Eventually <laughs> well, lost. Well, he did lose. That's that's <laughs> I mean that it does have a bearing on it. But as far as a fun fact, he eventually formed a tag team with another guy that also wrestled as Leatherface. So like Two. you have Leatherface one, we'll just call him. He went to prison. And then another <laughs> then they, they bring in another yeah. guy, like, you're fucking Leatherface now. And then eventually the guy comes back from prison and he's like, Hey, I'm back now. He wasn't pissed. Like guess just... guess what their name was for their tag team? <sighs> the Leatherfaces. The le- <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's yes, good that, yeah, that's why all i right. love this sport <laughs> hell of a, the greatest sport that's of all why time. i keep coming back to this podcast <laughs> for quality leather faces content yeah. uh are you ready for the match do you have any, any questions about that before i show you some clips? what leather face or terry funk or their match i thought we like weren't that. watching terry funk we're gonna watch some clips no we're not watching tiger jack right Tiger Jack, Tiger Jeet Singh. No, Tiger we're not going to watch. Okay, yeah, well, we'll watch. We'll watch some highlights of stuff. All right. Oh yeah. 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 Again, the, these are things that I. So as I was watching the tournament, I was like, Ryan's probably going to be interested to see this. Um, so I have a couple clips. So uh, let's jump into our first uh, first match clip. All right. So again, this is a barbed. Or actually, I don't think I said this before. 
It's a barbed wire board chain match. So there's boards, wood boards that are covered in, in like spools of barbed wire. Okay, yeah. And yeah. there's also a chain <laughs> it, it just that people could use. Is this like regulated by like, I mean, like, <laughs> like I'm just like, what do you yeah, mean? Like the like, FDA? What are you kidding at? Like, I don't know like who like handles these events, but this is like, is this is fucking crazy. Like, right? like <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, so, but I don't, I'm so not aware. No, it's not regulated. I'm not familiar with Japanese regulatory Like, Could bodies. you do this in Seattle? Could you just post <laughs> a fucking death match at Safeco Field? Like probably not, right? Like, it's, I mean, probably not at Safeco, but if in Seattle, so Washington state has had a little bit more strict, like every state has their own laws, oddly enough. So for a long time, professional wrestling was governed by the same bodies that box was what does that govern under like oh man like a, a sporting commission oh okay, okay like there'd be like sports commissions and so it'd be like regulated under that same uh thing vince mcmahon who we've talked about off and on uh, the head of the xfl until recently um <laughs> again <laughs> xf so one of the reasons that vince mcmahon is like so hated in professional wrestling is because he basically said pro wrestling's not real so to have it governed under a body that also is governing professional boxing, which is a competitive sport, does not make any sense. This is entertainment. So he did that to specifically make sure that they weren't having to pay the governing bodies for these events. They were they were then looked at more as like a performance piece than a sporting contest. Was it like was it like a financial thing for him, he or was. was it to get out of like having to like comply with like? <laughs> Well, both, sport, like, both but mostly financial, oh, because okay, for okay. every like event you were hosting, if it, you know, under the old rules, you would have to then pay that commission X amount of money. Did that change like things like pretty quickly? Okay. Yeah, it did. Yeah. 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 And right. so a lot of old timers were like pissed because it's like, you're, you're exposing the business. Everyone knows it's not real now. Yeah. But it, again, Vince looked at it as a solely financial thing and like people knew, but they wanted right. to suspend their right, disbelief. Right, right. Okay. So, so that's kind of part of it. But okay. for that same reason, I'm pretty but sure. Not fucking Japan. Japan, they can just fucking do this shit. <laughs> well, in America, they can they can do that the, this sort of shit too. Uh, and eventually, we'll see some U.S. style stuff. I know you have it in the back of your mind that you want to see some backyard shit. Eventually, yeah, yeah. we'll probably get there. Okay. But uh, all right, okay. So again, barbed wire board chain match. Uh, just a little bit of that clip for you right here. So that's the barbed wire board. It looks death match as fuck. Like like I mean the. the- so I think you got the chain wrapped around. Oh, oh Jesus. Just fucking get Yeah. Just gonna hit him. Oh, no. Like, you can hear the women shrieking for Terry Funk. I kind of like the prop now. <laughs> what, the chainsaw? Yeah, I mean, they, they, just the way it sounds. It's just fe- I, like... It sounds terrifying. I just, sure. I'm surprised they like let it, but like it, it does. Like it's, like, but if yeah. you're just gonna like fucking let the thing roar and then just like hit him with it, fuck yeah, like deathmatch, <laughs> like that's you know, what you should do. So, uh, so with the clip that we just saw, uh, we didn't provide a whole lot of narration. I apologize for it. Again, we're three or four tequilas deep at this point. But uh, Terry Funk basically got kicked into the barbed wire board. He's just kind of laying there, like, ah, oh, this sucks. I didn't really notice the bar. Is there like? I know you, that was when they were on the mm-hmm. outside of the outside yeah. Of the ring. Terry was yeah. like uh, kicked into it, and then he's like laying there for a bit, and he was tangled in barbed wire momentarily. God. And then when he got up, that's when the the chainsaw, chainsaw like came out. Yeah, I mean yeah. he was just like lose lose like. <laughs> 
so that's uh, that's one clip, and there's only one other clip that I wanted to play you from this particular match. Uh, so again, they are as we've talked about at a baseball stadium, and it's, so what? Yes, question. Uh, fans seem pretty into it too. Like, yeah, uh, like, like that was a there was a noticeable like. Terry Funk is the most popular guy in this whole show, like for sure. And like he was a legend in Japan. A le- he was a huge star in, in the United States, but a legend. People fucking loved him in Japan. I feel a little bit bad for like disrespecting him as like, a, but like, but he looked like a fucking like kind of a creepy like old in that in that video. Creepy? He did. He did. He had that creepy like. What, just because he's wearing a bandana? It was a mustache, like mostly. He had a goatee. I mean, but you barely see it. Like it was a, it was a, it's like this, it had that like creepy. But again, did you I, not have a father in the '90s? Everyone had goatees back then, pal. <laughs> My dad has a goatee now, <laughs> <laughs> not back then. But like, so yeah, I just, you know, I just want to hone my like mm-hmm. you know comments back in. Like, okay, thank um, you. Yeah, that's very big of you to pull those back. Appreciate. Great guy, just looked like shit in that last. Uh, I. He's going to look even more shitty as we go along, okay. trust me. But uh, anyway, so again, baseball stadium, keep that in mind. Um, we're all familiar with, what do they call it? The little sort of gate fencing. I guess probably just a fence, right? That for, uh, like for foul balls and shit like that to, to keep keep them from hitting people. They don't have any. <laughs> oh, well, well, they do in Japan. Here you go. They have net. <laughs> you just climb it. Oh, shit. Do you have a chain? Yeah, that's a, that's a chain. <laughs> oh, They're chaining Terry. <laughs> Slamming his head in the in the top of the fence right now. What? They want Terry to take this. Yeah, no, no they're Not- super into Terry. Yes, everyone was chaining Terry just a few moments ago. So now Terry's wrapping the chain around Leatherface's head. And now I think he's going to attempt to strangle Leatherface from the top of the... He's going to hang him, basically. Yeah, he's basically going to hang him from the top of that foul ball <laughs> cage. This fucking deathmatch is fucked. Like, this is... Uh, like, just the reaction from Terry, like, climbing back down. Five minutes, five minutes. Five minutes of the match has already had a chainsaw, barbed wire, yeah, and they've climbed yeah. up the side of the fucking thing. It's fucking impressive how, like, I mean, you can hear the fan reaction to yes. this. Yes. Like, it's fucking loud. You like, can hear you can hear the swar- swar- is that a word? swarms of people. All right. So that is the match between Terry Funk and Leatherface. Other stuff happened, but we really don't need to watch those things. Basically, Terry wins. He moves on to the second round of the tournament. Now, for the sake of time and everyone's sanity, I think what I'm going to do for the Markomaniacs is just play some quick highlights to our reactions of some of the remaining matches. There's going to be some barbed wire, some beds of nails, some broken glass, you know, the the old standbys, the usual. So we'll just play some of those now, and then we'll briefly reconvene before we watch the actual match that all this has been building to today. So let's go to those clips right now. Yeah. Ooh, that's... There it is right there, right in the thumbtacks. It's like a sand pit, like that they're in, or... Sand pit? It kind of does look like a sand pit. Yeah. So you can see... There you go. You can get a nice shot of all the ones in his uh, shoulder right there. Jesus Christ. Again? Oh! oh! Into the tax! He fell into the tax! Ryan's getting squeamish already. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh fuck. Literally it's people running for their lives as he's hitting them with a with a fencing saber. There you go. Here's some classic Japanese crowd brawling. Imagine paying for a seat and then it's just like, well, I don't know where the fuck I'm it's sitting just, anymore. Just, I just don't expect from Japan, like, you know, like it's there's such a classy, like, polite, like, audio, like, and now they're, like, do it, like, it seems like America, like, some shitty fucking, like, backwoods, like. Good for them, though, getting in. Good for them, good for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That glass looks, like, big. The production on this is just fucking, like, perfect. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, He's rubbing his head on the nails. A piece of his bandage just got hung up on the nail. Those aren't fucking nails, Eric. <laughs> so that's that barbed wire board. That's that red thing. Right there. Sometimes you gotta scream like people, like a pig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting way. To, you don't like land him on it. You just put it on his back. Oh, okay. All right. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my god. It's like a tattoo. Oh my god. Oh. Cactus is throwing Shoji out of the ring. Shoji doesn't want to go out of the ring. Cactus is like, please, please exit the ring. I will kick you in the face until you so exit. So if you're out of the ring, then. Oh! Oh! His elbow's stuck in the goddamn nails! His elbow's stuck in the goddamn nails! Look at that! Are you gonna say that those aren't nails, Ryan? No, it's like. Okay. So now uh, Cactus is taking the. The, bu- the bed of nails. Another delicate placement. What's Cactus going to do now, Ryan? Don't. Oh! <laughs> Ryan! It's just, it's too much. Like, it's too real. Like, so everybody just heard Ryan and I's reaction to the various matches within the King of the Deathmatch tournament. Uh, but the final match of that tournament, as noted a few times, is going to be between Terry Funk and Cactus Jack. And so this match is going to be a barbed wire rope C4 explosive exploding ring deathmatch. Now going into our match today... Ryan's record is 18 and 17, so we're going to see uh, how Ryan can do, but we'll go ahead, uh, we'll give you our thoughts on that match after this very brief commercial break. Thanks, everybody. Hey, everybody, it's your pal Eric Donaldson back again with another podcast recommendation. I recently had the pleasure, the honor, the privilege of being a guest on the Christian Reeve podcast And not only do we talk about the humble beginnings of this little program that you happen to be listening to right now, we also get into pro wrestling, both past and present, kind of our thoughts on AEW, WWE. I am put on the spot and not only am asked who I think the best wrestler of all time is, but also who the worst, the most underrated. So check it out, Christian Reeves Podcast. And not only can you find my bright and shining face, uh, both in a YouTube version if you want to actually see me, which why wouldn't you? But he's also available Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find the Hard Mark Podcast, you can also find the Christian Reeve Podcast. But if you're like, you know what, Eric, I hear enough of you. I don't need to hear more of you. 
which is weird. I don't know why you'd say that and then continue to listen to this, but that's neither here nor there. You can also listen to other various interviews. I would consider Christian to be uh, the Johnny Carson of podcasts. Is that is that a step too far? Is that a bridge too far? I don't know, but I'm saying it right now. But Christian has interviewed uh, singers, authors, advertising gurus, Twitch streamers, actors, comic book writers. You know of a thing? He's probably interviewed somebody who's done it. So check it out. Christian Reef Podcast. I had a really, really great time talking with Christian. Not only did we get into beard care, we got into all of the other stuff about wrestling. So watch my episode, listen to my episode, watch one of the other episodes, listen to one of the other episodes, or many of the other episodes. Give it a follow. Give it your time. And that's it. So again, thank you very much, everybody. Episode 30, we made it. And make sure to check out the Christian Reeve podcast wherever you find the Hard Mark podcast. And with all that said, let's get back to the drunken debauchery of the Deathmatch episode, episode 30. Thanks, everybody. Welcome back, everyone. We just watched, we just, we just watched the match. I picked up... So, okay. To set the stage. It's been a lot. We've gone three quarters of a way through a bottle of tequila together. We are working on a, on a tall boy of Budweiser. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll have more Budweiser. I don't know. And this, is, this is just friends having fun together. Uh, I picked up Ryan from his home because I was like, you know what? I can save him some cash. He, you were ta- you're responsible. You're a responsible young man. You were going to Uber to my home and Uber yeah, back. Tonight, yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Um, I didn't want you to spend extra money. So, nice. so I nice. yeah. agreed to pick you up and then you would just Uber back to your home from my house house saving you half of that in fact you offered i did Not even I, agreed you know, right yeah that's just a neighborly podcast even though it's it's we're not neighbors by right we're not neighbors but it was a neighborly <laughs> thing to do yeah to pick you up to save right. you was, that uber ride over to it my was home neighborly. like i'm not yeah I'm just, it was 23 minutes from my home to your home today okay that's shorter than it usually is it's like a fucking hour like well, I, that, usually once it was. I, once but, it was. But still, none, nonetheless. But anyway, Ryan got into my car, and so I'm driving uh, to his home. And so I had my wife with me. So my wife is is in the passenger side seat of the car. Ryan, when he first gets into the car, uh, is sitting directly behind me. And and I didn't tell Ryan this. This is new information for Ryan that I'm uh, disclosing to him right now while we're recording on the podcast. I could feel his knees in my back. <laughs> Uh, and, and his knees were moving the entire time I was driving from our first destination to our se- to our second destination. <laughs> My knees are moving right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like. Do you have restless leg syndrome? Have I, you been diagnosed with this before? I so like I'm one of the kids like in elementary school where they like <laughs> like I've always been so like incredibly like fidgety. Like yeah. I'm very like like ADHD. I think is so. I, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I mean, I'll if if you have you been diagnosed with yeah, this? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You have as a kid, yeah. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of feel bad for making fun of your fidgeting now. It's okay, like it, it's part. It's not something. It's I don't know why I do it, like, but like I cannot stop like fucking with shit. I'm I'm, I'm looking at your feet and knees right now, and they're constantly. It's just constant so what motion. they would do, like, <laughs> like one of the things that they have was like you sit on a ball 
as a kid, right? Like those, like like huge, an exercise, like a, yeah, like, a like an exercise balance ball, ball right? It didn't work for. I fucking hated it. Like I, okay, I just immediately went back to like a chair. <laughs> sure, right. but that was it. Like it was like it was. It didn't really like interrupt like things aside from like me fidgeting. Yeah, you know, and also not like doing my homework, like. <laughs> But like, but like, mostly like, it's just like, and it's also been like, you know, as you uh-huh. know, like hand gestures and like stuff. I can't control like. You slap the table a lot. You slap. I mean, not while we're recording. You, you. I will say to your credit, you have gotten better at these things. Like, well, like I think I, you're more cognizant of them now than you were 30 episodes ago. So it's like the same. Like, incredible points shit out to me. Like that I'm doing. That's like, what the fuck are you doing this? Like, sure, right. <laughs> and like same thing when I come over here. Like it's like you know, like I notice like I'm doing things that are like like yeah. fucking with the mic. Or like, or like, I I know something like breathing into it, or like, yeah. like I'm doing shit that's like like sounds weird, right? And like now I can like kind of hear it, um, yeah. So I, but like at the same time, there's like probably a million things I'm doing that I don't realize that I'm doing. So, sure, you know. Have you taken any positives from this from from this experience of doing 30 episodes of this podcast? Can you like point back to your experience doing these things? Be like, you know what? I've gained X. Has this has this positively impacted your life in any way, Ryan? Would you? I say? don't. I that's a tough question. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I mean, like, I, I think there probably could be if I like went back and like really listened to this, uh-huh. um, and like was willing to learn from <laughs> how I've acted and like was but, like, willing to learn. Like, I haven't like I I have a really tough time like going back and like listening to myself. I still do. Right. And so like I feel like if I took that opportunity to like listen, I'd probably learn a couple of things. Yeah. I mean, if only you weren't working full time or you, I'm know, not. you had all this free time <laughs> that you could be. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, now, oh the, now you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if only that was the case and then you could, you I know. I thought you were saying something nice about me, like how I was doing a bunch of stuff and like I couldn't get around to it. Like, well, I, I was saying something nice that I think you've made improvements, <laughs> but then I was talking yeah, shit about yeah. you afterwards. I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I could. I just <laughs> I struggle with that. Uh, so. <laughs> but I do, I do think that you've made positive momentum uh in that direction i think i think i've just learned to live with it like i learned i've learned to live with this like fucking flinging my hands like people love it like you know i've worked you know people love uh, it they're like oh like okay i know this guy's gonna be enthusiastic but even the most mundane like subject like you know right (laughs) i'm gonna really bring it like (laughs) he he really is that's what people say about you Uh, the two things that people say about ryan one (laughs) man he was sexy from kindergarten to third grade they say that about him all the time they also they say his hand gestures really make me think that he's very enthusiastic about what i'm saying yeah yeah exactly and like his method of killing a man by throwing them off his boat <laughs> fucking foolproof there's no holes in that whatsoever so i mean what there's a lot of good things to For say about the resources i have yeah i think uh, you know <laughs> you gotta use the resources <laughs> you gotta use them yeah. should we talk about our match? i think so yeah i think we okay. came here <laughs> so ryan and i don't think there's some matches where ryan loses where he's a little bit more bitter and he tends to blame me and he says that i talked him out of what his original pick was just so everyone's aware, Ryan did lose this match. I don't think there's any bitterness towards me in this particular case. I think I was very fair about. I think this was one of the most like fairly explained matches that I've had, like in this entire podcast. <laughs> I don't think you could have like more fairly described and brought me up to this match. So I'm going to take that as a very high compliment yeah, because yeah. this is episode 30. I took this very seriously in terms yeah. of like. What does Ryan need to know about the match that we're going to be watching? And obviously, as you can probably tell by the running time of this episode, it's a long one. But I felt like 
if you just watch this match in a bubble, it's not really doing a fair service to what these men put their bodies through leading up to this actual match. So while it felt, you know, you, you make you could make the case like, oh, it's somewhat masturbatory <laughs> that we watch all these clips. I think it's important to understand what happened leading up to that final match to really kind of grasp the uh, uh, severity of, of what these men had put their bodies through. I would not have gotten the same, like, impression of this match for sure, 100%. Like, if I had not like watched the lead up to this, so just yeah. But Ryan Ryan predict, predicted that uh, Terry Funk was going to win, which I mean was a very fair prediction. Uh, Cactus Jack ended up winning that match, and so let's kind of get into the notes around what happened in that match. So we watched the Terry Funk and the Cactus Jack promos. So you could kind of tell, like we're not going to do this, but like if you were to like compare the beginning promos that we watched to the end promos like where they're like bleeding out of their faces and they're just exhausted and sweaty and stained with dirt it would be a pretty uh jarring comparison between those two visuals i think was there i didn't really i don't recall their like beginning faces that might be an because they were fucked up at the end of this like creepy creepy you creepy van and terry funk was your initial impression but then by the end he's like two down that could have been like two days before the match so like that could be just what you like looks like all the time like um but we watched those promos and so yeah terry was very excited but he was bleeding everywhere cactus jack also bleeding everywhere Cactus jack was way worse in, in at the opinion. end of the match, he yeah, was. Yeah. Leading into the match, I think Terry was actually. Terry worse. had like a patch on his like, uh, like, he, yeah, he basically yeah. had like a, a piece of fabric just tied around his entire head. Was it around his eye or was it around his head? It was, well, it was around his head, but it also had me covering his yeah, eye. Yeah, like an eye patch. So it was like, like an old cool Chinese uh, uh, eye patch thing that Yahoo Dune, which only one person that's listening to this fucking podcast is going to understand the reference to. Hi, Devin. But uh, Yahoo Dune sort of style eye patch that uh, that was happening for Terry Funk. It was pretty cool. But uh, the start of the match, so you have Terry Funk. Like, this is the third match. They've put themselves through literal hell by this point in time. How do you start a match like this? Eh, throw some jabs. So you had Terry Funk just jabbing at, Terry, at, at Cactus. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually they lock up. Uh, they tease, and I remember we, we talked about this a little bit. So Cactus throws Terry Funk towards the barbed wire. Terry Funk puts the brakes on, points at the head. You're not going to fucking get me that yeah, easy, yeah, Cactus. Yeah. It was a nice, nice move. Like, nice little, like, yeah. let's see that. I'm using my fucking brain. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just get me to react like I nor- yeah, yeah, Right. Yeah. And the crowd reaction for that, for that, just like one little bit. Because they're fucking bit. smart in Japan. Like, they fucking know, like... <laughs> They are smart. <laughs> They're much smarter than us. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple of other. We actually had some wrestling moves. So a neck breaker from Terry Funk. Terry tries to, tries to throw Cactus Jack into the barbed wire. Cactus baseball slides under the wire and goes outside of the ring. Eventually, he makes his yeah. way back in, and then he starts scraping Terry Funk's head against the barbed wire. Which I think my wife. So sh- this is the I, first time that Heather has ever actually shown up for a portion of any match. She made it about two and a half minutes before she's like, nope. I'm a little I'm surprised. Like she, I feel like she can handle like her shit in like a wrestling like type of like match environment. Like that, yeah. wasn't like that. There was worse parts. Maybe she walked in at, like a bad moment, but like 
There's some like nasty shit that went on there, and like oh, it got way worse than, yeah, than yeah, that yeah. one bit. But yeah. she, so she's used to like normal wrestling fans, uh, yeah, stuff, yeah. But she's not used to like okay. barbed wire. It's fair, it's fair, yeah. Stuff, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think Terry Terry Funk's head being scraped against the barbed wire. She's like, nope. Uh, from there, we saw Cactus go ass first. In fact, I think Heather was around for that. Cactus goes ass first into the barbed wire, and then Terry Funk gets punched into one of the exploding boards. Your thoughts on the exploding boards, Ryan? I saw a couple I mean, of those. Uh, it's hard to gauge. Like, you saw stuff get set on fire within the board. So, like, clearly it's like a legitimate explosion, but it's hard to, like... It was never, like, it was never, like, it <laughs> wasn't very good, like... <laughs> I mean, and like honestly, like if like I think like if people I don't know if people are coming into that match like prepping for like you know like fireworks yeah, or yeah. you know like they would have been disappointed. And so I'm sure. glad you like had like because I would have been fucking like set the ring on fire like you know like I thought, what the fuck? it was go- it was it was like a smoke display like you know right. pretty much. So. so the thing about the fire, like I found as I was watching me personally. You see, like, these explosions go up after they're hitting these barbed wire boards, and it's hard to sort of, like, with barbed wire, you can see it catching on their skin, and you immediately are like, oh, shit, that fucking sucks. You see this plume of smoke come up when they hit the barbed wire, and, like, that doesn't register quite as... Like, it's hard to, like, think of what that would feel like in the moment. Now, having read some of their books after the fact, I know, like, in particular, Cactus Jack... His arm was burned significantly off of one of those boards. Like one didn't in that, do, in that match. In that match. So oh. in the first match, there was one where he basically talks about it, like how he got hip tossed onto one of the boards, and then he rolled through the explosion. So it's basically like he made contact, he rolled away, and then like in that split second, the explosion went off. He's like, "Oh, that's not so bad." And so like that can be a possibility of what happens there. The other possibility is. And I think this is what happened when he get backdropped into the board a little bit later. He got like f- first or second degree burns on his arm. And his arm, by the time he was flying back home to Atlanta, uh, his arm was totally brown. To the point where, not spoiler alert, uh, when he was – so he got upgraded to a first class seat. And you know how first class seat people can be potentially. He was there. His entire arm was brown. The woman who had paid for a first class seat – voluntarily moved to coach class because she did not want to be near him anymore. I mean, you think it was because he was him or because he was... I think it was a combination of the fact... So he had stayed the night in the hospital, as both men had, Terry Funk and Cactus Jack. I think he had blood flakes right, in his hair. Right. I think his arm was brown. She was like, I'm not interested. I'm not sure I would be interested in sitting next to him either, like, to be fair. Like, <laughs> like that's like a 10-hour flight. <laughs> or, like, you know, you could, like it might be a really, like... Might be a really interesting, like, you know, chat with a guy. You know, it depends on who you are. I like, mean, if it was me, <laughs> yeah, I'd I think be like, you would be. What the <laughs> fuck happened to you, pal? Like, I'd be really into that. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but I, I could, I could see some, yeah, some, you know, uh, middle-aged woman just being like, oh, yeah. I'm not interested in being here at all. Uh, and that's, that's basically mm-hmm. what happened. So, uh, let's see. Terry gets punched in the barbed wire exploding board. Terry goes back to getting his face raked. That's where Heather exited. Uh, the white, that barbed wire looked fucking brutal like i've seen normal barbed wire where it's just kind of like tied I mean, up into a knot and then you have two points sticking out this looked worse so than here that. here's my thing with the barbed wire like yeah. like 
It was fine. Like it, it, it like, was like fine. you don't want to get like they had so much barbed wire around that thing. It was fucking nasty, and it was like impressive amount of barbed wire. Like sure, but it did like to me like barbed wire always is like rusty, nasty shit. And obviously they weren't gonna do that, but like yeah, this yeah. was like clean fucking like brand new <laughs> barbed wire there. Sure, so it didn't look that nasty, but like. It it definitely looked like when they were it definitely like they were tangled up in it like it had you know. more spikes than I would normally associate yeah like there with was no wire. doubt about that it didn't look fa- it just like when I think of barbed wire I think of like rusty nasty fucking shitty barbed wire like you sure. you're back in Snohomish I, like if I <laughs> there it is again I would personally rather take a rusty Snohomish barbed wire like if I had to run into barbed wire. I would do that over like like this shit looked like it would just tear you up. Yeah, but like the difference would be like one you're gonna have to go like immediately to the doctor's office to get some shots. The other sure. one you could probably walk away from with just some cuts. I, I don't know. I see that's where I disagree because I think you're right about the shots because I think with Snohomish barbed wire I could just get a tetanus shot and I'd more or less be fine. Yeah, this shit was going in all sorts of direction. It was like a fucked up Star of David, like every <laughs> five inches, and it was just it was. ridiculous yeah. looking. Yeah. Like I was, I saw that. I was like, I never. If I saw barbed wire like that. Anywhere that I went, be like, fuck that. Yeah. Not it did, interested. It did not look like fun. Like, don't get <laughs> it. was not like something you, but like, sure. I just, yeah, that was the, but yes, it was nasty fucking barbed wire to right. get tangled up in for sure. Uh, so Cactus Jack gets whipped, Irish whipped. That's actually the name of that word, Irish whipped into the barbed wire. Uh, Cactus Jack then gets hip tossed into the exploding b- board, which again, he, he didn't actually feel anything on that one. Uh, we saw a couple of pile drivers. I know you were kind of like, man, the pile drivers in this particular match. Um, let's see here. Cactus, man, there was a couple points where Cactus Jack goes head first into the wire. There was one particular moment where I could see his hair was tied up. And then as he pulled his head out, his hair was still just dangling from the barbed wire. That's on him. That's on him. Like, yeah. Either leave the hair and, like, take that risk or, like, cut it off. That's fair. Yeah. Eventually, they go outside. Uh, Terry threw one of the barbed wire boards out at Cactus out of the ring. It actually hit him, which was – that may have been the most impressive athletic feat of the entire match. Uh, Eventually, Terry Funk goes down, elbow drop from Cactus Jack uh, onto a barbed wire board onto Terry Funk. Uh, then they brawl into the crowd a little bit. We saw that spinning toe hold, which everyone gives a shit about in Japan. Nobody gives a shit about it in the United States. That's uh, Tiger Jeet Singh's cue to interfere. And he, like, hits. It was that stupid pussy-ass fucking sword handle to the throat offense from Tiger Jeet Singh. Yeah, yeah. This fucking It dunk. was kind of like, it was like. He could have used another tool. Like, if you're going to use a sword, don't use, like, the handle of it. Like, use something else. See, that's the same problem that I've always had with Ninja Turtles. So, Leonardo would never just cut fools up mm-hmm. with his fucking sword. He would just, like, do fancy moves. Yeah. And just, like, if you're going to have a sword, use a goddamn right. sword. Or use, yeah, like, fuck him up with something that's not, like, less than lethal. Like, yeah. Right? Like, or like, use a different fucking weapon. Yeah, if you're not willing I mean. to like, yeah, stab yeah, yeah, someone yeah. with your goddamn sword. Yeah. That's my, that's my yeah. opinion on that um let's see and so right when uh tiger jeet singh shows up 
that's when they both kind of whip Terry Funk into the exploding board. I think that's the one that fucked Terry up real bad. Uh, was when he got thrown into it. Uh, Cactus Jack tried to cover Terry Funk a couple times as the alarm starts going down for the 10-minute countdown. Uh, Cactus Jack bails out of the ring as the ring is ready to explode. And then as we talked about, little baby explosion that really didn't do anything. That was several thousand dollars, supposedly. Yeah, I mean, that was even, like, if I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've been like prepped for that. Like I, that was very disappointing. Again, it was just like smoke. Like they could have just yeah. like done like smoke thing, you know. So apparently they tested it before the actual match started, and it was super impressive. Like like it was a ton of heat, just this huge roar that would echo throughout the entire stadium. Uh, so it that, would echo with no one in there. It was shocking, like yeah, you know, like the, but uh, but in Cactus's book, he's basically talking about how the fact, like he saw that he was like, uh, I think that's a bad idea for someone to be in that ring while that fucking explosion goes off. But then, as we saw in the real match, just a little pee, and that was it. When we were kids, I used to like we had like a smoke thing that you could blow up like in your room. It just put out smoke, and you could do like a strobe light with it. <laughs> what? I'm not fucking like. This what are you fuck- talking about? Like you it would just smoke. It would just blow room? out. It probably probably not smoke. It's like uh like like dry ice droplets. Like like water. Like, okay. Uh, but like you know it would it you know look like smoke and you just. Bl- <laughs> I mean that's what it fucking looked like. It was just like it was such. It w- there was no explosion. Like yeah, it just kind of like well, poof. there was a tiny explosion. No, it was tiny. Like you couldn't even tell. Like yeah, what like they should just gotten rid. They should have scrapped that from the entire fucking match. Like, <laughs> they should have. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. But as I when we were talking about it, actually, when we were watching the match, I've seen matches where supposedly it worked as intended. Still not impressive. Like it's just a bad. The t- old time bomb aspect is just stupid in my opinion. From anything I've seen. Again, if anyone has any examples where it's like a really good use of the time bomb thing i'm very curious to see it but so a time bomb thing is a is a thing like, like yes i've seen uh, no granted i'm in not wrestling specifically i've only seen two examples of it one was the match that we just saw and yeah. then a second one was i think a match that happened before that where they clearly edited the video to make it like in slow motion but i was still not impressed yeah. by what i saw it was still the same idea where it's like these barrels on the outside of the ring go off and it's like well how does that affect someone who's in the middle of the ring i get it would be hot but like beyond that why would it even be hot like it doesn't even look hot <laughs> it doesn't even <laughs> like, look hot i like, mean explosions like, create heat right yeah but like but, from that explosion like and then they like blew over anyway but right back to the match like yeah it, it, well yeah. and that that was the poor execution of that but even in like these again uh-huh. quote unquote good execution I, I was not super impressed but anyway uh so then you could even see after the the pussy ass explosion happened terry funk is just has his arms out like that wasn't what that was supposed to be I didn't really take that from that like moment though. You skipped saying that during the match. I I just thought he was like, like bring it, bitch. <laughs> like I don't know what I, I didn't feel like he was like. like I don't know what he was doing. He had his no. Okay, you're you're wrong. I your interpretation is wrong, but, but I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you attempting. I don't understand. Yeah, go, go yeah. Go the ahead. baby explosion happened. And I think so. This is my interpretation of what was going on there. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So (laughs) I think the idea was that Terry Funk would be in the middle of the ring when all the explosion happened. It would be so impressive that it would be like, well, he's fucking dead. 
and then Cactus would roll in and pin him. That was the intended idea of the finish of that match. And so then he gets up and he's just like, well, I can't fucking sell that. That Like, if I got pinned after that, I would be a huge pussy. So it's just like, what the fuck? And so then he has his arms out. He's looking at the crowd like, that was bullshit, huh? And then that's when Cactus rolled in and they had to do all the shit with the ladder. That was my interpretation of that. It's probably like a better, like, it's probably a better interpretation than I have. But like, <laughs> I just, I, I don't like... It just wasn't like what was the explosion. It was like okay, like you know, let's fucking move on with this match. But like, I I, I don't know. He like, was impressed. So based on his again, I he's another autobiography that I have. I think he was expecting it to be a larger explosion, and it was not. Obviously. So he had to all of a sudden like they they both had to improvise right and figure right. out like okay improv, how do we like, end this now that that explosion sucked. I mean the fucking ladder, great. Fucking call, like you know, I always like a ladder in my matches, but yeah, as we've established, (laughs) number one, number one Mm -hmm. on the list. So, uh, so Cactus runs back in. Uh, so at that point, that's when he gets the suplex where Cactus gets the huge burn all over his arm, which again, we don't see during the match, but we hear I've I've read about after the fact. Then they grab the ladder, Terry gets hit in the head. Cactus did that same suplex using the ladder that we saw with the barbed wire board a little bit earlier in the tournament. Uh, and then this is the point where you see Cactus sort of climbing the ladder, and you you described his face as glistening, if I'm not mistaken. Twice. Yes. Like twice he got up there with Have like, you ever seen a human being bleed that much? It's like it's like red glitter all over his face. Like <laughs> it was Yeah. And it came out of seemingly nowhere. He didn't look as like it looked like they propped that up a little bit, like like, I have no idea, but he didn't look as bloody as when he was on top of the ladder as when he was, like, off at the end. I don't think they propped up. I mean, because of how – you saw I mean, the it production was, it value. Was, it was – you're no, exactly. <laughs> but it was, like, he was – it was perfect. He, he really was, like, glistening, like, up there. Like, you could see the lights reflecting off his fucking face with all the blood on it. You saw, You made the comment – I think this was the perfect explanation. You made the comment, it looks like someone has taken his face off. Someone ripped his entire skin, degloved his face. And like that's what's Because the whole thing, the whole thing was, but his whole face was just like, I mean, there was no like part of his face that was not like covered in in blood. Like, uh, And so there was two times that he went up the ladder. The first time he climbed up, he didn't climb up the entire way because he's a big boy. But he climbed up most of the way and he hit a big elbow drop. Terry Funk kicks out. You still had a little bit of hope. Then he climbs up the second time. Terry Funk is exhausted, but he... Yeah. Pushes the ladder yep. over. Yep. Cactus goes like, I don't know, R- L- armpit first into the barbed wire. He was done. He was fucking done. He was fucking he done. He should not. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. This was like, the, yeah. Uh, but uh, so Terry Funk, basically it was Terry Funk's last gasp of energy. He sh- shoves this ladder over. And then you're expecting like, oh, he shoved the ladder over. He's going to pin the guy. But I think at that point, Terry Funk is just like, you know what? I don't have any more. Yeah. This is, yeah. I'm done with this. And yep. he basically just laid down after shoving the ladder over. And after getting pushed into the barbed wire, Cactus Jack is like, oh, I'm just going to pin. Yeah. It wasn't it. like a great, like, pin or anything. Like, he no. just kind of, like, walked over and. Right. Yeah. So it was simultaneously, and this is another thing that I mentioned to Ryan when we were watching the match. It was simultaneously, like, the weirdest ending that we've maybe ever seen, yeah. but also the most relatable in terms of, like, Terry Funk. She's been like, 
fuck this. Just fucking pin me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I need to go to the hospital. I'm over this right now. Yeah, which, like, that means something. Like, that means that you <laughs> fucking dealt with a day of fucking real fucking wrestling shit. Like, right. you're fucking done. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, interesting ending. I accept it. Um, so. <laughs> so, as far as the end of the match, so again, Ryan did predict that Terry was going to win. Cactus Jack was the winner. Uh, that puts Ryan at an 18 and 18 record. As we stand right now, uh, for our, th- I guess that if you put eighteen 36. and eighteen together, thirty-six <laughs> of our of our run so far. Uh, so Terry Funk was sent to the hospital. We actually saw at the very tail end of the episode episode match. Um, so Cactus was trying to like bring Terry back in, and Terry's like, "Get the fuck away from yeah, me!" Yeah. Very quietly under his breath, like I I need to leave. And you could they filmed him exiting the stadium and getting loaded directly into an ambulance and that was how the actual thing ended the weird looking like it's like fuselage type of like fucking thing like it's such <laughs> a weird like like i mean they even like put it down like in a way that was like it, it was it weird was weird yeah it was like a space shuttle yeah. yeah so okay and this was a question you asked me and i i specifically said like we should wait until we're actually you know recording mm. to talk about this so terry funk was sent to the hospital after the match like that ambulance thing was 100 percent legitimate like they took him to the hospital cactus jack walked there after doing that little press conference thing that we saw so like all the press and all this you know medical personnel had already fucking left so he's just like i'll walk to the hospital from here so that's what happened there um in all, Cactus received seven stitches in his hand from, you know, holding on a barbed wire and shit like that. Nine stitches in his eyebrow from getting punched by Terry Gordy in the first match. Eleven stitches in his scalp, which I'm not sure what that would have been from specifically, but probably barbed wire or nails or something like that. And then 14 behind his ear. So in a normal match, would you say like people walk out with stitches occasionally? Very occasionally, almost, like, like, almost like rarely, never. like rarely. Okay, so yeah, so <laughs> it's a lot of fucking stitches to walk out. I mean, that's let's see, uh, 20, 27, 27 plus 14, 41, 41 stitches. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, so 41. No, it's rare, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's not unheard of, but like, there's weekly television shows of professional wrestling. And and in the vast majority of those, no one gets stitches. Yeah, yeah. At any point. So yes, it's very rare. And so that's what happened there. You asked me about money. And so this is the last sort of major point that I have before we get to the science here today. You asked me how much they got paid. I don't know how much Terry Funk Terry Funk almost certainly was paid more than Cactus Jack. Just because he was a higher name. Mm. He was a bigger deal in the in the world of pro wrestling. So Cactus Jack, I do have the amount that he was actually paid for this match. Yeah. Do you have a guess? For for the night, let's say so for the entire event, how much would you estimate? I just like like I And you can like here's the thing, like I, I sure. just think I, I I think I feel like for the amount of pain <laughs> that they went through. And you can give me the amount that you think he should have been paid and what the amount you actually believe uh, he was. Paid. I feel like it'd be so fucking far off. Like <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I, I, I feel like like seven hundred and fifty thousand would be like so nearly a million dollars is that your guess of what you think he was paid like or these he guys should have were, been paid they were paid by like the association not like because, the company the regardless, com- the of where, regardless of where they are right like yeah, they're yeah. paid like just like sure and i well, have the american amount so we don't have to try right, no i'm not I'm, not I'm just wondering like you know they're not okay so 
there were a lot of people in that stadium, as we saw. That was a that was a pretty. I mean, you know, it's not a safe co field situation. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like a there. big like American like televised event. So I would think that would. But I don't know how much. So like, yeah, I I'll just go to seven fifty. Like on both, I don't know. Like seven hundred fifty thousand. Seven hundred fifty thousand. Am I like way fucking high? So Cactus Jack was paid three hundred dollars for that show. Yeah, what the fuck? He was paid a hundred dollars per match, basically. How is that fucking possible? Like, <laughs> like I would not do. I, I as a person would not do that short of like a couple. I mean, I wouldn't even take seven fifty. I, like, but a couple hundred. And these guys have been. That is, they're pro wrestlers, and that is very fucking painful shit. Like, yeah, look at them. Yeah. He was, gl- as you said, glistening. So, so three hundred dollars. So, so, if they weren't paid a lot, obviously there was something like. This this promoted them like you know presumably in the future to like sure 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 is that the case like do they I mean yeah Cactus Jack made his his uh, I, I think that Cactus he gained a shitload of notoriety from this so <sighs> tournament from this video I have no idea how much these guys make I actually pro- that sure. might be like a discussion for another podcast like uh-huh. but like but like so what would like 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 what does a hulk hogan make in a match oh god see i mean let's let's not hulk use hogan like a let's, big let's fucking not, let's say john cena sure yeah john cena something yeah. a little bit more like in 2021 terms that yeah sort yeah of john thing. cena so like someone who's like performing at like say wrestlemania mm-hmm. for example like the biggest show of the year yeah, for the yeah, wwe yeah. like they will very easily make over a million dollars for that one match uh, but that's not necessarily commonplace. Like that's one show. So big out of names the year. and big events can make like over a million. Oh yeah, for sure. Like a few million. <laughs> like, no, or, I don't like think over one or I two. Like one ish, one ish. Okay, so seven fifty is high. <laughs> seven fifty is on the high side. Okay, yeah. so so three hundred seems extremely fucking low. Yes. Like I would, if I was wrong, I was gonna think like on the lower end. But like you know, maybe like. A hundred thousand, like right, you know, three hundred dollars. He did get a bonus, so, so that makes why feel any better? How did they pay for the fucking plane trip over there? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't have to pay for himself, so they covered they the plane flew trip. him over there yeah. and then paid him three hundred dollars for that one show. But he also wrestled other shows where he was also paid, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, well, shows. I mean, obviously, like, um, <laughs> he he got a bonus though, Ryan. Four hundred and fifty. Uh, you're close. Uh, a, a can of Coca-Cola. Okay. <laughs> he went up to the promoter of the show. Was it real Coca-Cola? Like So so he went up to the promoter of the show. He's like, oh, pretty pretty good turnout for the show today. Uh whatever saw. Uh and, and and the promoter was like, Oh yes, yes, very, very good turnout. And Cactus is like, Oh, how about how about a how about a bonus? It's like, ha 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 ha. Bonus? You want bonus? And then he puts a quarter or whatever the Japanese equivalent of a quarter is in the uh, vending machine he was at, pulls out a Coca-Cola, here a bonus, and gives him the Coca-Cola. And that was that was his bonus for the show. So so to be to be fair, to correct myself from earlier, three hundred dollars twenty five cents. And a Coca-Cola. And a co- oh <laughs> that's right, yeah, we don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh any curi- any curiosity on what his budget for food was. So like generally when you go to Japan, you don't just wrestle a show, you do like a tour where it's like a couple weeks. Do you have an estimate on what? What you said? You said <laughs> that he was on the lower end of like getting paid. Yes, I believe so. That would be my yeah. Cactus Jack, I believe, was on the lower end of getting paid. Terry Funk would have been uh, on. So the higher what end. would I don't know what Terry? He, I mean, he had to be making like 
Probably not as not nearly as much as what you said. He was not making a million dollars per show, but he was probably <laughs> making like a couple grand. Holy shit! Yeah, this does not seem like lucrative. Were they making money like, like, <laughs> like were they making money off ads or like what the where the fuck was their money coming from? Well, I mean, if you're if you're a wrestler, especially back in the nineties, yeah. your goal was to like get seen by bigger companies, and so. You know, you wanted to become more, have more notoriety. And so, like, maybe the WWE or something like that. So, how much would a WWE match pay? Like, you know. <sighs> that, see, that's hard to say. Because, like, average, WrestleMania, like, uh, on average. Yeah, like. like see, it, uh, I don't even, I don't know that I'm necessarily qualified to answer that question. <laughs> uh, because, maybe next, maybe next. But I, I'm just, I'm, this seems like such a fucking, like. The Dutch- w- so, to, to, the WWE would never, ever ever do anything like this yeah right for the right, record right right it, which fuck them for that that was a great show like <laughs> which fuck but, them for that yeah but but like you know i'm just like if they, if that's their like stance is like i'm gonna do this to like build up to like this point in my career mm-hmm. i'm like wrestling for this entity like sure you know the like, how much company. are they fucking making in that are they becoming like Oh, I mean, the, millionaires the, are they if you're at the top of this profession yeah which would but, be the first like 10 Top ten in the WWE, like that's not unfair to say. Yeah, yeah, but not everybody's a, like by no means is everyone a millionaire yeah, in the WWE. Yeah, yeah. Like, right? I assume I, not. Like, eventually, so just to, to set your mind at ease, because I know I can tell you're concerned. Cactus Jack did <laughs> eventually. I think that he was probably making, if not close to roughly around a million dollars a year in WWE. He he got there. He could, he could, and I could think it was, he went through a lot. Like I, he, I saw that today. Like. He he made it eventually. <laughs> we'll get we'll go through his yeah. story as we go here through the uh the Hardmark podcast here today. But uh uh he eventually got there, but there's a lot of guys that don't like Al Snow, who we saw in the Kennel from Hell match in episode twenty nine last time. Probably not somebody who who cleared a million. Probably not somebody who cleared I, he was probably mean the six figures, but mm. that's not even that bad. I I mean, he was not like a. I'm, I'm not as concerned about him, like as I am about someone who fucking did this shit, like sure. out here. Yeah, so. but it also happens. Like, there's a lot of other factors that go into play. Like, what t- what time period were you wrestling in? Like that sort of thing, yeah. and, and a, like what were your merchandise sales? That that sort but of. But I'm just about. saying, like. And we can move past this. But like, I'm just saying, like, 300 bucks is like, what, like, $3,000 today? Like, in that, like, like that, that would be like, getting off of 300 bucks in 1995 from what you did there would be getting off like 3,000 bucks, like, today. Like, right? Like, I think that you're even overestimating that. I don't I'm think not talking about just inflation. I'm just talking about like what it's actually worth. Like, <laughs> sure. Like, $3,000 would be like, shit, you did all that for $3,000. Like, 95, it might be. It's it was fucking I mean, crazy. Like, it wasn't even that drastic of a change. I mean, like, it was if you fucking want- crazy, dude. Like, how the fuck do you go get thrown around in that kind of like environment? And like, you're just like, <laughs> oh, three hundred dollars is fine. Like, I accept that. Like, I was leading you to this point. I'll just hit you with it. Yeah. He budgeted himself fifteen bucks a day for food. God, uh, in Japan, I, I, you've been there. Is that like? I mean, you can do it if you go to like Seven Elevens. See, stuff. you shouldn't have to. If you're doing that for three hundred bucks, you should not be budging yourself. You should eat like a fucking king out there. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You should have the organization pay for everything. Like, we can. We there's actually there there is a whole weird subset of like sponsors and stuff and and yakuza influence in wrestling. But we can talk about that later. 
Uh, why am I handing you the whiteboard? Yeah, you don't. No, you don't need hand, this. Hand it to me. I'll just take it. Let me put. For, I mean, you can take let it. Me, let me write down what I think about this fucking match. Okay, so I mean, what There's are you no doing? Pen. Oh, it's right here. So okay, where is this? Do you need the list? You probably need the list. I have an idea. Well, we should hold on. No, I'm sick of this. Oh, I have a number in my brain, and I want to put the number. Like we need to. Co- it's it's a comparison and contrasting I a, thing. I have an idea. I just. I mean. Okay. I mean, what is your idea? Top end, middle end, probably yeah, not I, lower end. No, it's, no, it's very good. Like I, 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 I respect the fucking shit out of this match. Like I feel like this is the kind of shit when people talk about wrestling especially as like a kid they feel like they're seeing mm-hmm. they're seeing like people like get like thrown into yeah exactly like it's like this is what <laughs> like i feel like when you're like five or six or like 10 or sure. what you're watching wrestling match you feel like these guys are really getting thrown into you did make the comment while we were watching it that uh and one of the common complaints that you've always had of wrestling is like when the guys are laying there dead, you're just like, he's not really hurt that bad. But when you were seeing them laying there bleeding just buckets out of their head, yeah. you were just like, yeah. I believe that they are actually that hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely believe these guys went through a lot to like complete that match. I'm thinking like one through ten. Okay. Like it's in there. That's a That's a wide range. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not, it's definitely, it's three through ten for sure. It's not one or two. Okay. So that just to give you oh, a range, three through ten. It's not, yeah. It's okay. It's, it, it would be three through ten, where it, it's probably like five through ten. Um, <laughs> the more we talk about this, like, okay. like it, it was a really good match, and I let's, actually, let's I, start with five. Let's yeah, start with five. Okay, let's start with five. Five. Number five is Chris Champion versus Don Valentine. This needs to be higher than Chris Champion versus Don Valentine. <laughs> So it could okay, so I could be right, huh? So if I push this to five, that'll push them out. It has to be above that. So it has to be five. Yes. <laughs> I mean, now that I'm looking at this fucking list, Chris Champion versus Don Valentine cannot be in the top five. This needs to bump that. After what we saw here today, after both of those men gave their their lives, their blood. They're sweating their tears. This cannot this cannot be below Chris Champion versus Don Valentine from episode twenty. With their fucking karate kid kick and the fact that Don Valentine couldn't fucking bump, you could bump better than Don Valentine. You could you could fall for those hits better than Don Valentine could. And if that's the case, it cannot be above this match. That's just my opinion. What are you writing? You're writing a fucking novel over there. What's happening? It's formula. <laughs> okay. Do you need to know anything else? Or- I think I think so. This match could go like I think it's actually like a pretty fair point to put it would be like five ish. Okay. Um. So. If- so and just and for comparison, let's let's see what number four is. Just Taz or Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> the ring. The ring caved in when they went through. I just want to watch it again, right? Like, yeah, you rewatched it. That wasn't a good match when I rewatched it. I. If I recall correctly, you you liked it a lot more when you rewatched it than when you watched it initially. You really why didn't did it like rate it so high then initially? Uh, because of the ring thing, and because Taz threw Bam Bam out into the crowd. We said I liked it a lot more when I watched it the second time. Only be, so I thought you can sent I be that, honest? Did you send that one to me? Can I be and honest? I watched it again. Yeah. No, we watched it together here at my home. Okay. No, I mean the, the reason you liked it so much is because I was just like you really didn't like that match the first time, and you were just being obstinate and a dick, 
and you were just like, see, Eric, I really like this match a lot. Like, you didn't <laughs> actually like it. You just liked it to spite me, essentially, is what was happening. Let's just, like, let's go number five. I think it's a good, I think it's a good point for okay. it. Let's All go right. number five. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Yeah, I think it's a good, good spot. Write that somewhere on there if you haven't already. We've ranked it. It's number five. <laughs> you just jumping right at Eric's wisdom tree. I don't, we don't have any, well, how much, what expectation do we have of people's time? I mean, I feel like you're going to cut a lot of this shit out. Like <laughs> I am, but still, even with all this shit cut out, like there's a lot. You of have fun. to watch this entire episode again. Yeah. When do you like find the time to do this? Like, Weekends? I don't know. Like sometimes I cut it over the course of several weekdays, but it's fucking hard. Like I imagine. Yeah, I, I'm impressed by. It only took 30 episodes for him to be impressed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> man, I really don't have time to figure out a, a, an important eric's one. wisdom tree don't if you're gonna do it you gotta do it right so it's time everybody for everyone's favorite <laughs> segment it's much better than, than than ryan's corner everybody knows it as eric's wisdom tree i'm just i've been sitting on this one for a while i haven't tried it mm-hmm. if a phrase rhymes ryan mm-hmm. it's right all the time he who smelt it dealt it yeah i mean i can't he who like- denied it supplied it if a frame if a phrase rhymes is right all the time i was gonna agree with you but you're getting a little tacky but yes i like i do like like give me other examples i i don't you just had those two and you thought we would just roll if a phrase rhymes it's right all the time that rhymes no it doesn't rhyme yeah it does rhymes Rhymes, times times. for phrase rhymes it's right all the times you have to throw a plural times in there. Oh, yeah. Ryan fucking tequila. Ryan's all about fucking how words work. I, I, I have know, to pee I know, so bad. I know a little bit about hip hop. I'm like pinching my dick off right now. Do you have anything important to say? No. <laughs> Episode 30, everybody. Thank you very much for taking the time to download, stream, etc. cetera. Uh, I'm literally pinching the tip of my penis right now because it hurts so bad to hold it's not my... not good for you. You shouldn't do that. My kidneys will be fine. If you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. Uh, three quarters of a bottle of tequila, a, a pair of Budweiser's a piece. We'll come back next episode, actually. We're going to be joined by a couple of friends of the show, friends of the program, of the Watching It show. Robert and Donnell, if you haven't checked out their podcast just yet, well, you get a chance to kind of hear some of their sultry tones next episode. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, Ryan, any thoughts? He's not wearing his headphone. He's done. He's checked out. No, I'm super excited. It's chicken, it's chicken wing time. <laughs> Take it sleazy, everybody. Take it easy. Goodbye. Japanese, like, they fucking do it big. <laughs> <laughs>